Welcome to So You Want to Be a Copywriter, brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses. Your host is Bernadette Schwert, who you'll find at copyschool.com, and you can find out more about all our copywriting courses at copywritingcourses.com.au. Now, over to Bernadette. Have you ever considered adding ghostwriting of business memoirs to your suite of services? In today's episode, we explore the riveting tale behind the meteoric rise of Swiss wellness, as recounted in the new book, How to Build a Billion Dollar Business by Radek Sully. Now, Radek was the visionary entrepreneur and former CEO of Swiss. I happened to be his co-author on this book, so I thought it'd be interesting to have a chat with Radek about the ghostwriting process from his point of view, and also to share some hints and tips on how you too can add ghostwriting to your suite of services. Now, this book details how Radek and his team turned a company that had about $15 million in revenue and around 30 employees into a colossal $2.1 billion empire with over 1,000 employees. And in the book, he openly shares the highs and lows of this incredible journey, from teetering on personal bankruptcy numerous times to engaging the world's top celebrities as ambassadors. And it also covers how he steered Swiss from the brink of collapse and spearheaded the sale of Swiss to the Hong Kong-based Buyers Time. And that transaction became one of Australia's largest ever private business deals. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the Head Copywriting Tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. If you'd like to learn the skills that will help you become an in-demand ghostwriter, you could learn some of those skills by becoming a professional copywriter. And we have just the course to help you out. And never forget... A short course can make a big impact. Just ask Edie Baker. This is what she had to say. I didn't realise how connected copywriting was to ghostwriting. I did the copywriting course and I learned how to work with clients, take a ghostwriting brief, write in different voices, structure content and edit and proof it to bring it to completion. It was a copywriting course, but I found it really useful as a ghostwriter as well. I now offer my services with greater confidence and can deliver a much better book for my clients. Thanks, Edie. Here's to getting more ghostwriting projects and using your copy skills to complete them with confidence. If you'd like to learn more, visit writerscentercomau forward slash essentials or copyschool.com. And if you like our podcasts, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get started. Radek Sally, thank you for joining me. Wonderful to connect again, Bernadette. Now, for those listening, Radek and I have been working together for some time, many months, to create a wonderful book called How to Build a Billion Dollar Business. And uh, I invited Radek on because I I just think from a ghostwriting perspective, there's a lot of people listening who might be interested in that kind of um, work and also to have the actual person who's hired a ghostwriter to speak about that process I think would be quite valuable. So, Radek, let's begin with why did you want to write a book? I think that it's a unique proposition in anyone's lifetime to be asked to write a book by a publisher, and and that happened. And I never thought I'd want to write a book or write a book, um, but whilst when I was asked, it was like, oh, okay, I haven't done anything like that before, and I do like trying new things and making sure I continue to grow. And and so yes, yeah, so I dived into the, the the process of writing a book without understanding a thing about what that actually meant. And eight years later. 
thankfully we've come up with a finished product, but there was a lot of angst in those kind of early years in, in just a lack of direction in what was expected, what to do and so forth un, until you and I met um, and, and we got the project on, on, on point and we got a new publisher because the last lot fired me because my 160,000 words of drivel didn't really get anywhere. Um, except um, weigh on my consciousness as to, gee, I've got to finish this project sometime. And it ruined a lot of family holidays. So, But I, you know, I did enjoy the kind of the notion of bending and, 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 and letting off a lot of steam that had kind of been carried over these many years of just doing stuff. So um, then you brought structure and, and a, a kind of a process and, and really great in feedback and, and kind of a lot of the things we do is, Kind of business leaders in kind of structure and process to get outcomes, you know, there, there are tricks of the trade um, that you certainly brought and enabled this project to come together like it has. Excellent. And what does it feel like to have a book now, being a published author versus just putting out content in online form? You know, does it feel different to have a hard copy book in your hand? Yeah, I've done a heap of interviews, TV, radio, um, magazines, Newspapers and and been rewarded for a lot of uh, 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 with with awards and you know even even the really sexy one GQ Man of the Year uh, in, in as an entrepreneur and and you know that the sexy one made me a little bit sexier with my wife um, not unlike the E one E Y one um, that wasn't as appealing but definitely that's where I got pitched the the publishing opportunity <laughs> uh but you know each of those things if you look at it in context compared to to writing a book just the notion and uh, of legacy and being published and being recognized and and putting 300 words that are you know I feel are very very 300 pages I should say uh, uh a very very entertaining piece of of, of, of reading and, and initial feedback from people where they, they can't book the book down and um, and are really enjoying the story and, and the the examples and the outtakes. It's just so rewarding. And, and you know, even even mum being in tears um, when, when she first uh, saw the acknowledgements page and, and you know, what a great testament to, to my parents it is. So, yeah, just many things that, that have occurred that haven't occurred around other things that we've experienced along our career. Yeah, that's what I, I hear from a lot of people who write books and they're never quite sure what they're going to get from it and there's a lot of ambiguity or risk associated because I think, well, it's a lot of effort, a lot of time, what will I get from it? But what they often say is once it's done, it, it's kind of this magic factor. And because you're sort of at the beginning of your journey with the book coming into the public realm, all sorts of magical things happen. You know, the fact I'm talking to you today is because I wrote a book years ago, you know, and, and all those sort of connecting factors have led me to you. So I think for people listening, if you're thinking about writing a book, um, it's one of those things you just have to take a leap of faith and do it. So what are your hopes for the book, Rad? What do you hope it might do for others? Well, I'm wrapped. I've got 430 likes so far on Facebook for posting it. <laughs> that was big. Uh, and, and we'll see how we go on LinkedIn. But it's definitely had the most impressions um, that we've ever had so far in just um, previewing the book. And, and now we have a copy and so forth to share. Um, we, we're getting huge interaction. Um, so that that that's a nice start. And, and the reason why that's important is we want, to share the message in the book that, you know, you, you as a business leader have a very important 
role, um, you know, four out of five of us work in business, one out of five are in government. We can't sit around and wait for government to make society better. We have the key role in making society what it is and we spend most of our working lives or waking hours in, in working environments and they should be great environments to be part of. And so sharing this story on how you can create purpose through your work um, and, and improve our society as a result of that is something that really excites me and, and is a key message that we share throughout the book on culture and, and how important that is. And, you know, the most rewarding times as a CEO and even today as an investor is hearing from people's partners and how they've changed their lives and made their lives better and how much a better person they are as a result of working with one of our companies. So that's what really drives us. And, and you know, I think it's a really important thing that it will sustain our version of capitalism and democracy that we have going on here in Australia, which makes us a pretty extraordinary country. Mm. And I think that is what makes this book interesting for a lot of people, I think, from the content perspective is that you started as an employee and I, I just don't think this is recognised or it's known, you know, that when you, you started as an employee with a chief operations officer with Swiss, when they had you know, 15 million turnover and 30 employees and you took it into a $2.1 billion business with a 1,000 employees. And I think what people might take from it too is the sense that that takes kind of an extraordinary skill to do that and a certain personality but also the potential for people to think, you know, maybe I could build a business, you know, as an employee as well, because you bought into the business at great cost to you, um, took huge risk. You nearly went bankrupt multiple times because the company might not have been valued at the amount that you needed it to. So I think from my perspective, just working with you on this, I think that's what we hope to to share was that it's possible, you know, and maybe people don't want to build a billion dollar business, but maybe a million dollar business or a five million dollar business. So that's what I took from it. Um, let's talk about the ghostwriting process because I know a lot of people are interested in that and they don't often get to hear from both the ghostwriter and the author. And in, in our case, you've kindly given me a, a co-authoring credit, but let's, for the sake of it, call it a ghostwriter. Um, why did you hire a ghostwriter, Rad? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was too kind to give you co-authoring. You earn that and deserve that thoroughly. So thank you. This project wouldn't be where it is without you, so you should be there proudly um, sharing the credit for the story. Um, and, and so what drove me to, to, to partner with you was really a, a sense of getting some professional support around something that I wasn't particularly great at. And, you know, my way of dealing with any real challenge in business is that if I can't work it out, find someone who's smarter than me to to do it better than I would do it and, and work with them to enable it to happen. So I, I think that same principle stands for for writing a book. You know, find someone that partners with you and and gives you honest feedback and can do it better than what you do. Um, and, and, yeah, you can add your kind of mix of what you see is important, which is, you know, story dynamics in this in terms of the, the key components for what made us successful but how do you make it entertaining and, and readable and, and in a format that um, can be, you know, 300 pages and and, and people commit, what is it, eight hours to, to reading the book? Um, so so that's a big commitment to us of people and, and you, you do need a professional to deliver on that. So 
yeah, you're an essential part of enabling that. So thank you. Thank you, Red. Um, for you, what surprised you about the process, the whole process of writing a book? What surprised you? I, I was really taken by your professionalism. Your your from the outset, I sent you one hundred sixty thousand words of drivel, and, and you got through it, and you came back with a really uh, well thought out um, presentation that you recorded a video that I could watch in my own time to 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 hear your feedback. Um, there were detailed notes on how you were thinking about taking the project forward. And then there was a clear plan on on how long that would take and what next steps would look like. And so for me, that 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 is, you know, the fundamentals of creating a, a, a really good business initiative or project initiative, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and you know someone with that could competently manage the task and and make it happen and and bring in feedback at appropriate times. So so that for me was really really impressive. And 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 then the time we would spend together, where we would have detailed sessions in kind of two three hours, where we'd talk about thoughts, structures, content, and you know each stage of our kind of timeline and progression that things have happened. And, and kind of what was the point and what could people learn from um, examples uh, that, that we would talk and share um, to. So so though that, that whole process and how impressive it was that you'd get a, a chapter after that or a few chapters that you'd read through and go, oh, hang on, that's starting to work. Or there are elements that we'd need to polish over that, that, agreeing to give each other feedback which is you know a key thing in making a great culture and business is just being big enough to be able to talk about stuff whether they're you know clumsy issues and 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 you know it feels a bit awkward to talk through it that that's that's when you're getting somewhere and and you're exercising something you need to exercise to get to a better point so having that comfort level to be able to do that and and work through stuff was just an essential part of getting to a better place rather than you know sending a manuscript to someone and getting a whole lot of red ink and yeah, that's part of the process, but having a talk about it is, is really, really important. And, and that was key um, to, to making us feel very, very comfortable about the finished proposition. Mm. I think for people listening to red who are doing ghostwriting or thinking about it, I'll, I'll just share a couple of thoughts uh, that I experienced through this. And one was, you know, one of the, the techniques I use and, and you'd be very familiar with this is my rule of three that if I felt very strongly about a point or a, a topic that I think should be included or an angle that we needed to take, I would I'd put it to you and then if you didn't agree, you'd say so. And then I then would say, okay, I'm going to try two more times, I'm going to push it another time and then you'd say no and then I'd try it one more time and if you said no on the third time, I'd say, okay, it's your call, your book, we'll do it your way. But I use that policy and I've found other clients like it because it shows that if I think deeply about something, I feel really strongly, I'm going to fight for it because I think it's really important. And it just shows courage on your behalf too to say, you know, you held your ground. So I just, I'm sharing that with, with the listeners because it's a nice technique with copywriting clients. If you've got an idea and you don't want to just give over or lie down in the first face of resistance because sometimes it's worth fighting for. It's not worth having an argument over, but that's kind of a policy that I found to be useful. What did you think about that that idea of the rule of three? Yeah, I, I, I sort of look back on that and I don't, re don't really recall any kind of ones that we didn't find some kind of middle ground on. 
And at least that process enabled me to think about, okay, well, I need to rethink what we're actually trying to say here. And perhaps the middle ground is a better place than where we were at. And so even if it's not getting one person's view or another, it's then combining the two and getting perhaps to a better place as a result of both of us thinking about it a little more and it not sitting easy. I mean, there, I could, I had examples of similar stuff from my end where I felt, oh, hang on, I don't think this is flying particularly well. We need to work it over again. And 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 we we would do that. And I felt like we got to a much better place and perhaps a more entertaining and informative space. So Yeah, it was absolutely a, a collaborative process. And, and I think that trust was there as well, that you knew that, my goal was to have the best possible book to portray you in the best possible light that reflected the true nature of the situation. Um, and I think that's part of having a, a good relationship with um, with your client is you've just got to have that trust and know that that, that person's got your back. Um, it was a lot of work for you too. I think people may not realise that because the perception is the ghostwriter might do the heavy lifting, but there's a ton of work from your end too. Do you want to just talk through what that was like for you? Well, for me, look, if I'd started this way, I, I just would have been such more of a satisfied process. For me, I'd already done so much work on trying to write this thing by myself, one out, and then getting, you know, copywriters or, or, or people that are, you know, good writers giving me feedback. And it, 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 that was a good process probably just for me and, and and understanding what it took to write a book and and then for, for me to kind of sit there with and go, is this really as entertaining as it should and could be? And and thankfully you reached out when I was in that kind of period of reflection. And and so we got it back on track and to get it back on track just felt like, oh, great, we're actually getting somewhere. Yes, it was a lot of work and commitment to do that, but it, it felt like it was rewarding work constructive and and leading towards the product we we got to in the end so yeah and, and a testament to when i got the book the the, the look and feel of it um the the structuring the kind of breakdown of of all, all the suggestions that you, you made in in kind of creating summaries creating diagrams creating uh key key points out of each section have all been things that people have called out as they've kind of got familiar with the book that haven't been part of the process. So, so yeah, whilst there was a, a ton of work and, and probably a, you know, a, a day a week from me at least to a couple of days and, and the tedious task of reading the book over each time. But what I really loved about this is that, you know, each time I read it, I was like, oh, this is actually getting better and easier to read rather than, Oh, the slug of having to go through it again, knowing deep down that it's not quite up to where it needs to be. So, um, yeah, so that was the beautiful process of, of what we had over the, I think it was 12 months, is that right? Yeah, nearly 12 months, yeah. So if you were talking to a business leader and they were thinking of hiring a ghostwriter, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you give them? I, I think that make sure your chemistry is good, make sure you've got an open relationship on, on kind of, being able to discuss things like we've you know, and and have a, a kind of a a, 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 a a structure that allows for you to have disagreement and come to kind of some alignment, like you've outlined earlier, um, because you, generally these business people are big personalities and pretty challenging to kind of push back on, and not too used to being pushed back 
all the scenarios unless they're you know, open great collaborative leaders which hopefully they all are that are writing these books <laughs> but you know there, there are there are some generations that aren't um and and so so that 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 for me is you know it's an essential part of of getting the best outcome is working with the best people and i think any business leader knows that and and those are those basics that I talk through. You know, having a great relationship with your key management and and the key people around you is just essential to success. And um, if you're writing a book, it's you, it's only one other person generally, and perhaps a publisher and their feedback as a secondary kind. Um, so that that is your key relationship. And if that isn't thriving and in a good place from the start, you're not going to have a great book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, now you've hired lots of copywriters in your career, uh, being you know Swiss CEO, um, and in your Wanderlust business right now, and your conscious in, in investment business. And there's a lot of copywriters listening. What do you look for when you are hiring a copywriter or any kind of creative? Yeah, I, I think it's just a, a a great grasp of what the organisation is trying to do. Uh, a, a fundamental understanding of the pers- of the organization's values culture and and kind of mission and and what any kind of messaging is 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 aiming to convert into so you know it, generally it's to get a better sales result yeah? um and and a financial outcome for a business um you know and in line with the company's mission statement values that should be alive and thriving. So it reinforces culture and culture should drive better financial outcomes and they, they, they don't need to be separate. Um, they should go hand in hand. And so um, when when you're a voice of an organisation, you need to make sure you you are bringing those values to life and those values are driving the success of the business. Mm. Well, I noticed when we were writing the book, there was a, you know, a series of documents that documented the the Swiss methodology, if you like, and it was quite a comprehensive um, document. And it was really refreshing as a copywriter to see that, not even just as a ghostwriter, but just to see this incredible um, attention to detail about these are how the Facebook ads are, are laid out. These are the words that we use. These are the words we don't use. Um, these are the way these images are always going to be cropped. This is where the the email images need to sit, you know, in the email newsletter. So everything, the style guide, you know, was was documented so heavily, which made it easy to unroll or roll out, you know, in a global fashion. So I thought, you know, for copywriters listening, if you are working with a client, ask if they've got a style guide, ask if they've got some kind of um, lexicon that you need to know about. Or if they haven't, maybe you could work with them to create something like that because it's from there that everything flows and that's where the the Swiss model is able to be, um, you know, transported around the world in a global sense. Now, you, you're working with Wonderlust, you know, the, the big um, supplements company that you've you've built. And I know you're treating it a bit like a startup, aren't you? You know, even though... It's it's got a heritage, you know, but you are treating it like a startup. What are some of the strategies you're using to promote Wonderlust? Yeah, I think any high growth business is a startup. Uh, high growth means you're growing it over, you know, thirty odd percent, and so for a business to grow that rapidly, it changes fundamentally every month, every week, um, as it kind of finds its 
kind of stabilizing point and and hopefully that's not for a while yet and so wonderlust uh yes it, it has a long heritage in being one of the largest yoga events globally over 50 shows pre-covid and now we're up to around 10 15 a year um and slowly getting back to that number but what we've changed about the model is brought up a, a supplements business that supports the event um program and we see that as essential because for supplements to work you need to have a certain level of mindfulness happening um and then a certain level of movement and and so the events enable and practice this connection to mindfulness and movement music other things that kind of bring people into space of being present um or optimizing their kind of day-to-day health through practice such as yoga um, and whatever else we can unveil these events or just dancing to music, a beautiful sense of movement and and also bring you into the present. And then our supplements uh, and uh, are all herbal, they're all plant-based and and they they go hand in hand um, with yoga. Yoga is Ayurvedic medicine and and they should be practiced together you know the the taking of the right herbs should be practiced alongside yoga and and some uh concentration on on mindfulness or, or meditation and yoga has as part of it you know closing always um a, a bit of meditation to close out which is probably my favorite part of the yoga session um and 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 so yeah, so we we kind of see this as just a natural way to to position ourselves and to make sure we optimize the use of our products. But what we're doing is is completely new to the category. No one else is doing what we're doing, and no one else is approaching it like we do. And it's startup in every way to combine combine an events business into a supplements business, and it's been really challenging to get our teams head around you know the the confluence of two industries and. And then and the opportunity that creates, which, you know, th- that was the fundamentals of disruption at, during my time at Swiss, where we, we brought in a lifestyle and aspiration into what was primarily a, a health claim driven category. And, and so that change in confluence created mass disruption. So we're, we're, we're aiming to do the same with Wonderlust. And, and, you know, I can proudly say we're one of the fastest growing brands in the country at the moment and um, hopefully it continues that way. That sounds like a fantastic way to wrap this up. Radek, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Oh, such a pleasure to connect again. Thank you. If you like long-form writing, if you like working with one person for a long time, if you like building a relationship and getting to know somebody really well, and you have an insatiable curiosity as to how someone achieved an amazing goal, you may find ghostwriting of business memoirs a really nice additional stream to your copywriting revenue. Now, a joke to finish because, you know, that's what I do. My doctor said I was colorblind. Wow, that diagnosis really came out of the orange. (laughs) And a quote that I thought was really appropriate for us writers and anyone who's ever afraid to put themselves out there and uh, get the business they deserve. You would worry a lot less about what people think of you if you realized how little they do very apt. Well, that's it from me. All the best and bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au. This podcast was brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. Do you want to get started as a professional copywriter? Have a look at our course, Copywriting Essentials. Created by Bernadette Schwert, this five-week online course will teach you how to write words that sell and get paid to be creative. Find out more at writerscentercomau slash copywriting. And thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au.